Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski and with me as always is the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with you, back with another episode of The Coach. And we're talking about this week, that's right, we're talking about who's tweeting, baby. Who's tweeting? Who is? That's right, we're going over your feedback, your questions, your queries, your comments. First, we got to send out a big old thank you. Big old thanks, Coach thanks, to everyone who sent us a picture of the weekend at the Super Bowl with all of his dancers labeled Slipknot. Thank you very much. Because <laughs> we've got to send this thank you out because everybody sent us this picture. And you know what? I love every single one because it lets us know the people know about us and they know and they're thinking about us. And you know what else it made me think of when I saw this meme getting shared and sent to us so much, you guys? You know what it made me think? What's that, buddy? I you think it made me think uh, new metal. It's back. <laughs> it's back. It's back. I'm just saying, you guys keep teasing this idea that this is Slipknot. I'm saying Super Bowl 2022. Why not Slipknot? Why not? I, I actually think that that would be sweet. <laughs> Wait and bleed. At the 50-yard line? Perfect. Spit it out before I forget. They couldn't They couldn't do people be equal shit. But, man, that would be, that'd be hot. That would be hot. Jenny, even you, a known Slipknot Okayer. Okay. <laughs> Okayer, yes. Yeah, I'm like a known Slipknot neutral party <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, yeah yeah um yeah i think even you'd be like okay let's see what these boys can do on the on, on the biggest on stage. the big stage the on the big, big stage. stage i would have appreciated their presence this year because they wear masks <laughs> and that yeah. was not something yeah. i saw a lot of so yeah. hey but 2022 why not slipknot have have slipknot rise from the center and then just when you think, wow, this couldn't get any better, out of left field comes corn. And then when you're like, oh my God, Fred and the boys rise from right field and then drop down from the ceiling of wherever the fuck the Super Bowl is next year. Chino and the boys. Jenny! Just bring them all. Invite this everybody. Is the dream! The dream <laughs> set! Oh my lord. Oh. I mean, truly no one would disagree at that point. The new metal. Was back. back. <laughs> Was back. Is back. Oh boy. Well, now um now that's my new uh fantasy uh that I will be carrying with me. Thank you, Jenny, for that. For sure. And now we got to talk about who's in those DMs. Sliding up in. Well, I'll tell you who. Andrew came through, sent us uh, uh, a breakdown alert. Said breakdown at 202. This is ridiculous. I'm opening a pit right now. Uh, this is a song called Song of Guillotines by Guillotines. I appreciate the screenshot showing exactly where. This is, and 
if you know, <laughs> notice on uh, Spotify, the repeat this song little button guy, which is the technical term, as you all know, in the software development yes. industry, uh, is activated. Thank you, Andrew. So I got it lined up at, at 201 just to give myself an extra second. A song of guillotines by guillotines. It's a journey into a breakdown. We're far away from the sounds of men who begin to make the crack quake laugh. The show about Quite a breakdown. <laughs> wow. Wow. Whew. I, I was getting crushed. I couldn't even activate the pit. I was getting crushed. Oh, my Lord. Well, in- incredible. Thank you, Andrew, for this. You are indeed right. This is ridiculous. Open that pit up immediately because... This breakdown stops for no one. Incredible. Thank you for sliding in those DMs. Uh, we also got a message over on Twitter from N Biznos, also known as Nunya Biznos, who wanted to know, do you guys still think Fred Durst is a better rapper than Mike Shinoda? And I think this was in reference to a comment that we may have made in an early, early app many years ago. And since then, we have listened to more of Mike Shinoda. We've listened to more of Fred. And I don't really think we've necessarily put them head-to-head in any sort of competition lately. But uh, let's go around the room and just kind of wrap it up. What's our feelings, Fred v. Shinoda? Jenny, we'll start with you. So I would say that based on the information I have at this time, Mike Shinoda technically is a better rapper but Fred Durst has a lot more presence. I'm hard to argue with that. I, you know, I feel like when it comes to wanting to represent hip hop as an art form and a like a meticulously written thing, Shinoda has the edge there. But Fred can pull anything off. He just makes it work. Even when I'm, even when I'm hard on him for his lyrics, he made Roland work, and I think he's the only person that can make Roland work. He rhymes here with here, and even though it's been a punchline in a thousand jokes, I hear that song every time and I get hype. Whereas with the Fort Minor record, I I have never returned to. I think you both make really good points, and I think. What it ultimately comes down to for me is that when you really break it down and you get that mic in front of these boys, I feel like all Fred has to do is say one thing and it'll ignite a place. All Fred has to do is get a mic. Get Fred Durst a mic 
in just a room where it's just him. And he just has to go, I feel like shit. Place would go nuts! (laughs) (laughs) And I know we're talking about rapping, but I feel like it's that thing of also the presence. The MC aspect. Listen, it's it's it that's the thing it's, it comes down to when people talk about you know like like who's the greatest rapper who's got the best lines but sometimes it's like who's coolest who's coolest and i would say even at his least cool fred ultimately is still cooler hmm. so yes but um but i will say appreciation for shinoda has only grown through the course of this show and you know, gotta point it out, we haven't done a Lincoln Park record in a hot minute. So, I mean, granted, you know, their journeys through genre uh, are storied. So, I don't know how new the next record would be, but yeah, you know, we haven't done a new, we haven't done a Lincoln Park in a while. So, something to think about. But thank you for quizzing us. Of course, always come back to us to have us reassess our long-held uh, and often forgotten opinions. Thank you. None your business. Cal, Hines, or Hins, depending on how you pronounce it. Cal, let me know. Sorry if I messed your name up. Cal says, hey, new listener to the pod, digging it. Check out this band from Wisconsin. They had moderate success in radio play in the Midwest. One of my fave bands of the genre. I attached videos of my two fave tracks. This is a band called Planet of Nine. Uh, And it looks like we were given links to Cadillac and Gifted 2. Which one would you like to hear? Yeah, Jenny, which one do you want to hear? Oh, I get to choose. Let's go Cadillac. All right. Here's Planet of Nine with Cadillac. I see Planet of Nine. I see you boys. I see you boys. That was nice. That was nice. Jenny, what'd you think of that one? I thought it was interesting. It was like, uh, it was very new, but it also had a little bit of uh, spoopy Rob Zombie vibes layered right on top there. So, mm-hmm. definitely did. Also gave me a little bit, just a touch of a stone and rock groove in there. And I could feel this band. This band does feel like like local boys done good, but it does. I hear this sound, and I'm just like, I I want to hear this like developed. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, I want yeah. you to get in a room with a Bottrell, get in a room with Garth Richardson, get in a room with Putney. Let's develop this sound because I'm hearing a lot of things, and I'm wondering if you get in there, what's the what would the focus be? Would you focus on the new? Would you focus on the Rob Zombie's Boopy Boys? Would you focus on your Stoner Crunch? A lot of options, but I liked everything I was hearing. So, thank you, Cal, for a Planet of Nine. Do they have a, do they have an album, Matt? Do we know? I don't see like the you know we're on YouTube now, and you know sometimes you'll get the whole album. I mm-hmm. don't. I see Gifted Two, which I want to say was the other track, um, mm-hmm. but I don't see the whole record. Okay, we'll have to look into that. If there is if there is a full length, Cal, if there's a full length, let us know. We are interested. Uh, we also got a DM for our good friend over Masha Mags. Yeah. She sent us over. She said, I feel it is important that you see Max Cavalera's cameos. This one for a newborn baby is perfection. Uncle Max forever. And indeed, this cameo is tremendous. So this um, is cameo, the video service where you can give money to have like celebrities wish happy birthday and such to people correct mm-hmm. and and max max is doing cameos max is doing cameos and you know cameos i know people have um opinions on cameos and, and what they mean you know i i gotta say this this max cameo to this newborn baby is adorable <laughs> And awesome, and is truly one of my favorite things. Well, here it is. Hello, Katrina. Hello, Adam. Max Cavalera here from my couch in Arizona. Welcome, the bird of Iris made to the world of metal. I'm going to be your Uncle Max forever, and I hope you guys have the best 2021 possible. Congratulations on the bird of Iris made, and I'm going to play for Iris right now. Roots, bloody roots. Welcome to the metal world. Bloody roots, roots, bloody roots, roots, bloody roots, roots, bloody roots. Welcome, Iris May. Happy 2021 to Katrina and Adam, and I see you guys on tour. We love you all. Oi! I love that <laughs> with every bit of my body. It truly delivers on every level. It is honestly one of my favorite things I've ever seen. It I, honestly, like any sort of opinions I had about cameo out the window because He's that is pure joy. So damn sincere. It's that was lovely. It was also he sounded great. He sounded great. Dude sitting on his couch, crushing roots. A legend, Jenny. How do you feel? Do we need to get you one of these? I mean, yeah. Okay, all right. I received a cameo from Countess Luann de Lesseps from The Real Housewives of New York. It's a Ooh. Christmas gift. Ooh. Yes. It was very nice. It was very nice. Now, uh, I uh, did a little, uh, a quick goo-goo, as they say in the industry. Uh, Planet Is that of Nine. an industry term? Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, <laughs> check my LinkedIn. I work for a software company. 
So I know the the lingo. Um, I did find that they have a full length album. It's called Alienation, and without googling Price Is Right rules, how many tracks do you think are on this album? It's their only full length album. Only full length record. What year did it come out? Two thousand three. Ooh. Ooh. Hmm. I am going to say that this record has 19 tracks. Okay. Matt, what's your guess? I was going to guess 16. Okay. Lauren wins. Neither one of you went over. (laughs) This has 21 tracks. Whoa! Total running time, 1 hour, 17 minutes, 38 seconds. Feature film length. (laughs) Still not as long as our podcast is a lot. (laughs) But oh my god. Planet of Nine. My my my. I guess if you're gonna do one, just put it all in there. <laughs> it's all in Bake there. Bake it wow. in the crust. <laughs> These I mean, aren't and yeah, this is not like twenty one tracks and there are lots of I it looks like there might be a couple of things that are interstitial. Maybe yeah, there are some interstitial tracks in here too, but even with that, like all told where it it Close to an hour and 18 minutes, so. Wow. Dang. Wow. Well, okay. Well, I'm, I'm still interested in this band, but I don't know if I'm ready to, to, to sit down with that length it's just yet. I'm still I'm still in freak show recovery. Still in freak show recovery. Hey. Wow. Well, Jenny, thank you for goo-gooing that. And, no problem. Uh, and thank you uh, to Masha Max for sending us that wonderful cameo love it love it so much the best uh we've also got to talk about who's emailing who's emailing i'll tell you who it's dustin prude the subject pod that's an email i would open dustin says lauren jenny and matt big fan of the show i came your way in 2019 because the guys over at dd well, I haven't listened to new metal since I was pretending I only listened to the Descendants, MXPX, and Blink-182. Oh, yeah. I, would, I mean, I feel you. I would get home, put on my headphones, and listen to Limp Bizkit, Deftones, and Helmet. My favorite, though, was P.O.D. I was a quintessential skateboard at youth group, but still smoke my camel lights. Your episodes are great, and I was brought back to Southtown. It brought back so many fun memories for me. In my early 20s, I played in the short-lived, overly-hyped pop-punk band I'm Okay, You're Okay, and that allowed me an end to the music world along with a short career with Carbon Guitars. I met Tra and Wove the same week in Los Angeles. Tra was at in-store bass clinic with Carbon. Right next, I spilled... And the next night, I spilled a drink on Wove at my neighboring bar in Highland Park called The Little Cave. We started talking and he bought me a few drinks and I proceeded to somehow get his number and text him off the chain for weeks trying to get my band on a show with P.O.D. No idea where I'm going with this except I love the episodes and I was right back in all the memories. I'm not 36 when I crank rock the party. I'm 15 in my bedroom playing guitar along to this album. The only thing I enjoyed more was y'all shitting on 311. (laughs) Attached me and Trey at store circa 2007. Thank you, Dustin, and I am so sorry that my reading capabilities <laughs> Thanks, <Dustin. laughs> were uh, not uh, not firing on all c- cylinders when reading your email there. 
All right. Well, thank you, Dustin. This is very cool. Um, and, you know, we have not done a POD record in literally years. So maybe it's time to check in with the boys. Hey. Check in. Check in what's going on in Southtown. What's going on in Southtown? I don't know. It's been a few years. Uh, thank you, Dustin. Now it's a uh, part of a new segment in the show. We introduced it on our last Who's Tweeting episode. It's Eric Vandals. Matt. Vandals can handles. Vandals can handles. He sent us a pick, uh, not a pick. He sent us a list of many songs for us to check out and see if, if they're hot. So, uh, Jenny, what track are we going to be listening to this week? Uh, this week, we're going to listen to Snub, Memories in Richter. That's a hot one. That's a hot one. I like that. Jenny, what'd you think of Snub? Hey, I was into it. I like those screams and the yells. That guy was that guy was going for it. That guy was going for it. All right. Another hot one. Vandals, Vandals can't handle. Uh, I love it. First draft. I love it. Best draft? Uh, you know, when I was doing the notes, I could not remember uh, what we had called it. And I'm, I'm making sure that it's in there now forever. Vandals Can't Handles. It's it's the best, one of the best names we've come up with, probably since we named the show. Uh, so <laughs> thank you, Eric Vandal. Um, we're going to revisit this again in our next news tweeting episode. Because there seems like this whole list may just be heaters. That's a possibility. You know, so we did uh, we did an episode all about grade eight. Do you guys remember grade eight? Oh yeah, yeah. And we got some we got some pretty good feedback on this. We got a message from Marco, and Marco says, "I've always asked myself, what does grade eight mean? It is an American expression to refer to the last year of middle school, as Wikipedia says. If so, what does it mean for a band?" to be called grade eight all good questions he says i'm curious to see lauren's haircut i'm assuming that we talked about our haircuts when we were kids and jenny i'm sure you're beautiful with and without haircut i said beautiful Thank you, I, Marco. 
Uh, I've discovered Grade 8 around 2005 playing the PS2 game True Crime Streets of L.A. The following work has the same problem in mixing and on production, and Fallen Angel is my fave song, Smiling Sweaty Emoji. Thank you, Marco. Thank you, Marco. Uh, Corey Adams said, listening now, and though I know you think that as a guy doing his own thing vocal-wise, to quote, he's not doing a Des, he's not doing a JD, I have to respectfully disagree. This guy is 1,000% doing a Rob Flynn, especially during the Burning Red era. It's almost indistinguishable. Just IMO. All right. Thank you, All Corey. Right. Thank you. We did get that feedback a lot that we did not notice the the Rob Flynn imitation going on. And I will say it may be because we have not heard from Rob in a while on the show and might need to refamiliarize ourselves with one, Mr. Rob Flynn. Uh, so thank you for that feedback. Daniel Frasca posted he says i haven't heard the episode yet strong start however the sight of this album art was the straw that broke this camel's back for longer than i'd care to admit most of my life i've had a backburner theory that there was a go-to guy or gal for new metal art direction in the thick of it given that many album covers and layouts bore just a few too many similarities to write off as coincidences I refer to this as a backburner due to the fact that my thoughts surrounding said theory have always been extremely fleeting, and until tonight, I had yet to conduct any research whatsoever. Seeing as it's far too hot in Sydney for me to stand any chance of a good night's sleep, I decided to finally throw myself down that rabbit hole and answer my own question once and for all. To say that my findings are surprising would be a monumental understatement. A gentleman by the name of P.R. Brown was responsible for the art direction and graphic design on the self-titled Grade 8 album. To name a few, oh, he is also shit. responsible for the art direction and or graphic design of the following albums. Element 80 self-titled, Amen self-titled, Switched subject to change, Static X start a war, Cold Chamber, Dark Days, Nothing Face, Skeletons, Papa Roach, Infest, Disturbed, The Sickness, Simon Says, Shut Your Breath, Spine Shank, The Height of Callousness, and Glassjaw, Everything You Ever Wanted to Know About Silence. The list goes on and on and features countless more new metal albums. Homeboy was rather prolific with the genre to say the least. Did I leave out that he also had a hand in every Marilyn Manson album from Antichrist Superstar to Hollywood? Well, yeah, he left his touch on those albums, too. Have a look for yourselves, and I'm sure there will be further surprises for you guys. Anyway, I look forward to listening to this episode on the way to work tomorrow. Keep up the good work and stay safe. Sincerely, your randomly rambling pal, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Holy shit. Nice work. Good he work. cracked it wide open. So wide what was this open. guy's name again, Lauren? His name is P.R. Brown. So P.R. <laughs> Brown was the pen and pixel of new Metal. He was. They said, man, we need an out-of-focus roach. P.R. Brown. Get him on the phone. He's your guy. You know what? We need, we need what looks like a dude, maybe in a straitjacket, or maybe... He's a giant penis man in an uncircumcised dick. Can you do it? And they're like, it's PR Brown. He can do it. He can do anything. He can do anything. That's Incredible. so crazy. That's so I crazy. Love it. PR Brown, open door. 
come on the show. Talk to us. <laughs> yeah. I Walk wonder if we could get decisions. him. Let's see if we can get PR Brown. Let's, let's get PR Brown on the show. Let's talk. Let's talk about it. Let's, let's, Light let's the talk. roach signal. Yeah, let's put it up. <laughs> PR Brown. Get on the horn. Let's do it. Wow. Well, thank you. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Daniel. Uh, Dom Dramo says, face palm emoji. My reaction when you guys didn't realize slash mention, I just want to celebrate by Rare Earth is the main hook sampled in Head PE Bartender. Hashtag let the chorus play mad. <laughs> Seems like a good <laughs> time to make up for it by doing the Only in America album. There's that push to do Only in America, a record that people have told us that our Roach Riders and Indigo Angels have told us that we not, may not be ready for. And we've already done three head PE records. We are very familiar with the whole Jared vibe. Jenny, you and I saw head PE in concert. We have seen him in the flesh. I feel like we could handle this record, but people keep saying we might not be able to handle it. Hey. Oh, Jenny, go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say, I feel like at this point, we're all steeled. do pretty much everything matt i am curious to hear what you think i mean have i ever been ready (laughs) and and then and then the paradox aren't i already ready (laughs) yeah that's true matt you you are you are truly in a in a in a place of of almost a, a limbo of like never ready always ready correct it's like Matt was ready, but also he wasn't fully prepared, unprepared. It's nuts. Yeah, you're like in a three piece suit, but the, but your but your briefcase is empty. He's like he's ready for the meeting, but he's gonna wing it. <laughs> <laughs> he's seen notes. Yes. By the way, uh, I mentioned pen and pixel earlier, and um, that's because I got the new Twenty One Savage. Um, uh, savage mode 2 record and pen and pixel did it and i i tried to pick do their lineage because they did all the cash money records album yes. covers like that's what they're famous for so when i searched for them the first album that came up was a artist named big bear and the name yes. of the album is doing things and it's him perfectly decked out next to two cool ass bears <laughs> So please look at Big Bear's "Doing Things" album cover. Perfect, a classic, a classic. Uh, all right. Well, you know what? I think I think we're gonna think about it. we're gonna think about it, and more than likely we will probably do another Head PE album. So don't you worry. Jonathan Gordon said there is a reason this album sold less than ten thousand copies. It's shit. <laughs> hey. Hey. Not mincing words there. That's uh, that's all right. I love it. Ch- Chad Worrell says, no matter what ups and downs are going on in my life and in the real world, I am so happy to have the Roach on Wednesdays. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, finally, Chuck Murphy said, you should do an episode on the band V-Shape Mind. Start with the track Monsters featuring Chad Gray. The singer of V-Shape's son is Chad's godson. As good a reason as any to get somebody. I mean, what came first? Was Chad on the track and then he's like, I want you to be the godfather to my child? Or was he already the godfather of his child and he's like, hop on the track? 
you're, you're the godfather of my, my child. I don't know. I haven't done any research on this. I'm I don't curious know. To, I'm curious to, to know the timeline. But uh, let's check it out. think about that one i wasn't hot on it i'm gonna be honest i tried to try to hear it with new ears it it didn't do it for me gonna be honest just gonna be honest obviously i only heard a minute 30 of a four and a half minute song i am i was also thrown by the vocal um especially with the dropping out of the guitar the guitar is great and then when it drops out into that I don't know what it is, but it gives me country vibes and not a big country person. It's not quite like, it's obviously not quite country, but I don't know what it is. It feels like I'm, I don't know, hoedown radius. And, uh, yeah, I'm not, <laughs> not thrilled about it. Jenny, what'd you think of it? Uh, I didn't love it, but I'd also be curious to hear more. Um, it was interesting. I hear where you got that that hoedown radius vibe. But uh hey, either way, I appreciate the recommendation. Indeed. Thank you so much, Chuck, for sending that over to us. And um yeah, that is uh that's it for the feedback for grade eight. Thank you everybody for sending that over to us. And now it's time to talk about something we haven't talked about in a little bit, but we have a Patreon. Oh, shit. Yeah. We have a Patreon. And right now, we're not doing shit with it. <laughs> we just have it. and uh, But we're, we're, we're working on stuff to see about putting some, some cool bonus content up there for y'all. But in the meantime, we want to give a shout out to, you know, all the new people or in this case, new person, who has joined our Patreon as a patron. Jenny, who do we have this week? That would be Sam Hart. Sam? Sam. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much, Sam. Thank you, Sam. If you would like to become a patron 
over on our Patreon, head over to patreon.com slash roachcoachpodcast and become a patron. And I believe that brings us to the end of another very hot who's tweeting episode of the Roach Coach Podcast. Matt, last time we did this, you had some breaking new news. Do you have any new news for us this week? I don't have new news, but I do have a new news question. Okay. Kind of like an overarching question. And it's because we find ourselves, you know, kind of back in when rock and roll was fun. That I keep hearing when rock and roll was fun. Phoebe Bridgers just busted a, car, a guitar on Saturday Night Live. Rock and roll is fun again. Machine Gun Kelly <laughs> thinks rock and also, roll needs to be fun. Yeah. What do you think about this? Because I I read a I read like half an article and I was just like <sighs> exhaling deeply. You know, it's tough to say because I think what it is truly is that the last decade has not really had a strong rock influence on it. Anybody who was rock had to sort of run this sort of fine line. If they wanted to be popular and rock, they kind of had to play down the guitars and play up other things in order to get any sort of airplay. And not necessarily even play into you know rock star behavior as it were whatever that means to you and i think i mean when this goes up the phoebe bridgers thing probably will be super you know dated news at this point dated but um but i know that the reaction to it thus far on the internet tells me that people are not used to the idea of someone smashing a guitar in any capacity it seems like almost like a foreign idea because it's been so long because people have been making i mean there's this entire idea of this entire genre of music that's come out in the last 10 years it's called basically spotify core which is music that's not even made to be listened to it's just made to be hanging out in the background it's not even something it's a it's creating a vibe more than something you're listening to and let me tell you when somebody is ending a song with a rock out and a scream and then breaking their guitar, they're cutting right through your vibe, baby. They're grabbing you by the shoulders, and they're saying, wake up, which is my roundabout way of saying, new metal is back. New metal is back. <laughs> new metal is back. I got to tell you. Yes, Jenny. When I hear somebody say, Something isn't fun anymore. Right, yes. <laughs> what happens is I hear a siren and pit bulls start growling. <laughs> um, yeah, I think like I would be very curious about the age and demographic of the person who is writing this article, article and positing yep. it because the truth is I think for many people that as you get older – that your feelings and experiences change and things that once felt very fun to you in a very specific way, like, and you associate that with like, this is what rock and roll is. This is what fun is. Music is going to change. The vibe is going to change. Like 
it's the most normal thing in the whole wide world. Generation after generation has said X thing isn't Y anymore. Uh, I I would wonder, I guess, like, would somebody who's a contemporary of many of the bands that are very popular right now, do they think rock and roll is fun? Is this fun for them? Like, probably. This is probably like the sweetest shit in the whole world <laughs> for them, right? And like what we want to see is like old, not old, we're not like ancient people, but like it's specific to our age. It's it's more rooted in nostalgia than fact, you know, like because what was like wild as hell and fun to somebody in like, I don't know, like 1852 is going to look a whole lot different than somebody in like 1952. And I think like, I don't know, my grandma talks about going to see Elvis, like she's going to lose her goddamn mind still, you know, and I bet if we went to see that show, it, it would have to us at any time seemed like very tame and like, like what's the big boring. deal like, yeah like what's going on and she's just like he shook his hips and i had a funny cigarette and like you know like for her it was like everything but she's like you know pushing 90 so like i don't know this idea that like it's not fun anymore it, maybe it's not fun for you but maybe it's not for you I, I definitely think taking into consideration the age of the writer is a huge thing because I, I do think that people put their perception of what was fun, when, you know, what encapsulated the most fun period of your time for some people is like post high school, early college, no responsibility, getting to do whatever you wanted. And then I got to watch these people be bigger than life. But the thing is, that's happening right now. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, like, I look at Drake and I'm like, that guy looks like he's having a fuck ton of fun to me. <laughs> he is, but also, Matt, more money, more problems. That is true. I mean, yeah, more money, more problems. More problems, yeah. I don't know. It was just it was just interesting because I'm like I listen to newer bands now, you know, and I'm like, this shit is good. The the bands that get recommended to us that put you know like Code Orange album from last year, whoo, fucking oh, yeah. heaters, man. And it's years, and it sounded like they had a good time recording it. Like they made it happen. I would have loved yeah. to have seen them live. That yeah. the Idols record from last year or the one from a couple of years ago. I mean, like, I felt very connected to it. I was like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. These guys, anybody who does anything that they mean and they put their whole thing into it, who doesn't want to be connected to that? Exactly. And this, I got to tell you, already, the, there's some there's some records getting teased in the next couple of months that feel like they're going to be real hot. The new record from The Armed, that feels like that's going to be a hot record. And... My boys are back. Death from Above, 1979. I pre-ordered. My man, you know what I did? And I texted Jenny after the fact, so she didn't talk me out of it. I dropped some coin on some merch. 
I mean, the last time I talked to you out of it, we've talked several times about how you regret not buying the shirt that I was like, you've had to spend $40 on a t-shirt. <laughs> so maybe I'm not the person you should listen to when it comes to I, such things. I mean, basically I went and I was just like, okay, yep, this is happening. Yep. It's in my, yep. All right. And this bot. And then I was like, I should at least tell, it, it's one of those things, you know, you just got to check in with your sponsor and go, Hey, <laughs> I fell off the wagon. Hey, I got, no I got two shirts and a hoodie coming. No, two shirts judgment. and a hoodie. Two shirt, two shirts and. Wow, hoodie. you are yeah. repping. Listen, I almost, I almost did the same shirt in different colors, and I like stop. I had a little bit of self control. I mean, you bought that much stuff. Nobody can tell me rock and roll's not fun anymore. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. You raided that online merch store, man. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was like, let me put in my credit card info, baby. <laughs> I have to tell you, I promise you it doesn't matter which show I end up at. The first show I see after we can go out in public and it's safe is going to be the best show I've ever seen in my whole fucking life. <laughs> I don't care what it is. I don't care where I am. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> It's going to be amazing. I'm Yeah, so you know what? We'll just say keep on wearing the mask. If you can get vaccinated, get vaccinated, baby. Because we got to get back. We got, we got shows. Shows have been postponed. They need to start up again. Corn Faith No More. We need that tour to happen. Deftones with Poppy. Going to need that to happen. And most important, we have postponed the 20th anniversary sickness tour. We need... Dropping plates live. That's what the people need. All right? And suppose it was supposed to be a DTE, which means... Team fries. Fries. Fries and plates. Mm. Match made in heaven. <laughs> Dream combo, truly. Truly. Tall boys? Come <sighs> on. Get a tall boy, yeah. Oh, man. It'll be, it'll be something. But we got to get them vaccinated. All right. Well... That seems like the perfect way to end another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, special Who's Tweeting app. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on sending your recommendations, your thoughts, your queries, your questions over to us, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Oh, ah!